All right, this is a Cyple Podcast episode uh, 85. Roll one, take one, marker. 85? We're approaching 100. I know. What are we going to do? I, we have 15 weeks, which is what, uh, a quarter, three months, something like that. We, we, we have like a little less than four months to figure out something actually cool to do for 100. Mm-hmm. I assume that what's going to end up happening is that I'm going to not think about anything until the week before, then then try and try and really like save myself there. But but maybe maybe uh, something will come to me. Yeah, it sounds about right. We could launch a Patreon at a hundred. We can call Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We haven't had guests on the show in a while. Yeah, um, which if you're thinking to yourself, man, that was cool. I mean, you're probably right, and you're like, man, why don't they do that anymore? And the answer is laziness. <laughs> I think we just forgot that we could have guests on the show, honestly. It's, it's easier to have guests because now we don't need to be in person. It's, it's easier than ever. But, um, this is the best time to have guests. We probably should have brainstormed this before going live on the podcast. Yeah, we, we, we should have had the production conversations before you know I, I started the, the clapper board, but um, I guess we're just, we're, just, we're just doing it now. And maybe we're just trying to, to, to do the thing where I fill time because, boy, it's been another week and stuff happened and by happened i mean nothing happened right am i right did i die for a week well we got we got we got passed along some information at least about when the patch is oh finally it's not it's not actually going to be happening now it'll happen after they're done with nemesis after the battle pass goes away and they put in a patch to take all that shit out and hopefully in the process, fix the micro stuttering issue in Dota. The uh, they're <laughs> going to in turn put in, take the old out, put some new stuff in, which is a new patch. And I am incredibly curious as to how big this patch is going to be because there's not going to be a ton of information you're going to be able to get before TI. Like uh, there's tournaments yes but there's no international tournaments is esl gonna be played on the on this patch on the new patch or is esl played okay esl is gonna be played on the new patch um i think it's pretty much the first tournament that's gonna happen that feels like best case something like that that feels like best case right because then in case something is like super wonky they're not coming into ti with a patch that they really don't have any data on uh, I would say best case would have been having it come out already and all of these online tournaments that are currently happening, the smaller tier three tournaments that are currently happening, you would have gotten information out of that uh, for bugs and stuff. And then you could have done a small patch before ESL1 and then you could have patched after ESL1 for TI or, you know, I, I'm not sure how many other tournaments are going to go on after ESL1. I kind of feel like it's going to be the last big one. Maybe there'll be some small stuff going on. But the problem is going to be is that there will be no international competition. And, and you know, I, I in this case, when I'm saying international, I don't mean uh, the, the some of the teams. It's not going to be all European teams for mm-hmm. ESL1 summer, as T1's far as I there. understand. They announced T1 is going to be there. Um but 
for me anyway, I, I feel like this is you're still going to be lacking um, cross regional play. Thunder Predator is going to be there. Um, for ESL. You know, yeah, because there's there's only going to be like one team maybe from each region. You're going to have nobody from uh, China, China, I believe. Nobody from China is going to be coming in, and uh, you're only going to have like one or two teams from Southeast Asia or from South America or from NA. So for me anyway, it's like China is always the most important region. Uh, so when it comes to fleshing this stuff out, you kind of need China and maybe a decent amount of Southeast Asia to be able to clash up against Europe and, and North and South America. And like, then you can actually figure out like kind of what's broken and stuff. I, I feel like there's going to be, this is, this is the TI that I feel like is most likely going to have some broken shit in it from, for a long time. We like they've been very diligent about making sure everything is like really good and set for the TI patch every single year since like TI four probably TI four. So so yeah. so I I I mean I was gonna ask about that and and I'd love you to fact check me because I'm a bit ignorant on it. Generally speaking, like how many events or how much time do we have between like like a solid stable gameplay patch and TI? Cuz like you said, I I'm envisioning like a like a worst case scenario in my head where there's just one or two really broken things for come around TI which will yeah. really affect drafting more than anything else because there's probably yep. going to be a, a, an increased emphasis on first pick assuming that there is a potentially broken first pick heroes. Um, but like, like how much time normally transpires between that patch and the start of TI or tournament? Uh, I would say, I mean, cause normally we have a big patch that comes in, uh, usually late into like TI happens. They do like a post TI patch usually. And then, and then they start focusing on like, okay, let's get the next patch off of the ground, you know? And so that's going to be coming in late november december january february i don't actually remember when it but i know it's several months that we have this big game-changing patch that comes in and then we have multiple b and c patches that like balance out the game maybe tweak something maybe something we didn't like okay neutral items for example neutral items came into the game boom you can have as many neutral items as you want oh wait that's a bad idea swerve on that one uh you can only have one Oh, we're also going to put a dedicated slot in for your neutral item. You know, like, uh, okay, let's take out some of these neutral items that don't feel so good. Like the Aghanims. There was that free Aghanim oh, stuff you got yeah, for like yeah, five yeah. minutes, remember? It was the, the Tome of Aghanim or something like that. Uh, so, you're like, just, just remember like that and all the changes that happened afterwards. So, you know, it, ha it has to go through a lot of patch changes. So, normally it's a decent amount of time. And that's why I also don't expect this patch to be that big, right? I don't, I don't think it's going to be a, a introducing new crazy concepts into dota i'm patch. expecting modest right like i don't think yeah. that after the end of this battle pass we're going to see something on the on the skill uh, on the scale of talent trees or neutral items or any of the such like that like things yeah, that not for ti 10 especially right you know this is the this is the ti straight back from corona and it's your 10 year anniversary of ti like you don't you don't want to fuck that up too bad yeah well we'll just get a modest patch to get people excited about playing dota 
and we'll get excited for TI and like freshen some stuff up and then that'll kind of that'll kind of be it. I would be shocked if it's any more than that. But I still think that even something small is justified. I see more of my friend more and more of my friends are just at the mental space right now where they're like, "Well, I could play Dota or I could do something else because like I only got to wait a little bit and like I'm not really that incentivized by the battle pass." Um God, if I could be a fly on the wall in the Valve office to really like know uh, the 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 gross performance of this battle pass versus other ones, because anecdotally mm. a lot of the feedback I'm getting is just people not spending money on it or substantially less money on it. So I am so morbidly curious. A question that I will never know the answer of of of, of how that went because I don't think it's properly incentivizing people to play. Aside from the people who did are you like, buy the battle pass? I did. Did you buy the bundle that just came out? I did not. Okay. So I, I I bought the 100 levels with the Battle Pass, and then I grinded up 100 levels, and then the bundle came out. I bought that, and with a little bit more grinding, I should be able to get the Spectre Arcana. I'm, like, level 320. So, yeah, I, I think um, if I am not investing into the Battle Pass... I feel like, uh, you know, if I am like, I feel like it's kind of a waste of money. The, yeah, it's, it's probably not doing great numbers, but you know, then again, they're also like, whatever, this is battle pass light. We also did a a battle pass that didn't have a TI, you know? Mm -hmm. So fuck it. (laughs) This is, this is, uh, I'm sure they still, I'm sure that this is kind of a write off, whatever. It's just gravy money. There's there's no reason to not do it, but like I I want to. Battle know pass the was the cherry on top of the other battle pass, you know, that broke records. So maybe I should get the bundle. It's only fifteen dollars and it's like sixty levels. That does get me closer to the Spectre Arcana. I'm also very concerned. Like uh, I think Slack said he was concerned about this too. That like Valve is gonna like however much money they made off this battle pass. They probably didn't put like a huge amount of effort into it. They didn't tie it in TI, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And however much money they made off of that, they're probably going to look at it and be like, hmm, do we need to tie this to TI anymore? Like how many more TIs is Valve going to do? You know, how 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 much more is Valve going to keep that going? I, I almost, I, I, I am actually. There's going to be 20 10? of them. There's going to be 20. You know, I actually think then it's good for Dota. Well, depends on how you view the international. There are problems that come with the international. But I almost feel like it's good for Dota that uh, Valve has not had a successful game since Dota. You know? I can make the case that Counter-Strike became successful after Dota, even though it was not yeah, released sure. before Dota. I think that if they sure. invested their money over to Counter-Strike, they would probably see better rewards. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Artifacts, shit the bed. Underlords, shit R.I.P. the bed eventually. Uh, you know, Alex, good game, right? Content, but uh, it's not It's not like the you know, multiplayer genre takeover everything sort of game. For the people uh, listening, yes. Yes, Austin did genre. become a robot. He, he did, and it's okay. We're, we're actively fixing that right now. But but it but it'll, but it'll take a second. What he was trying to educate you on is call. that yeah, it might be the Discord call. It also might be it's your internet maybe I don't know. Might be the Discord call. The 
Alex was successful critically acclaimed wise and like gameplay innovation wise, but it's not something that you can, you know, drive money off of right now. I mean, the, the thing that might bring valve the most monetary success in the, in the next wave, their next big swing, the swing, swing, their next big swing is, is the steam deck. So I am interested to see if we continue to see this hardware push that's coming out of them. Because, you know, they dabbled in it with the controller. They dabbled in it with the, with the Steam Link. They, they, they've been there before. They, they helped with the HTC Vive. They made the Index, right? And now we're getting a console out of them. And I don't think I talked about this. But I definitely pre-ordered one. My internet. Oh, yeah, you are a robot. It might be your internet. I'm actually going to try and fix this. Okay, okay. Cutting point for the episode. Great. And just like that, I fixed the entirety of the internet. All of its problems. The the entire internet solved. Solved in the time that you did not hear the podcast going on. We were talking about something, but then I was distracted by the fact that you definitely became a robot and the fact that Spectrum Internet is something you pay too much for when you have no other options because uh, how can they not help you? I I pay $100 a month for anybody listening. $100. I would gladly throw that number out there to put Spectrum under the bus because they're dog shit and dog shit belongs. Well, not in the street underneath bus tires. That's that's kind of gross. Should but be responsibly it, disposed it's of. It's totally, totally dog shit. And uh, I have been having nonstop issues with them for the last two weeks and they can't seem to figure out why. I've, I bought a whole new router uh, just to see, you know. Just maybe, maybe that'll fix it. No, definitely did not fix it. Do so. you have a different modem? Did do? Do we try any modem yet? Uh, I've replaced the modem about four times since I uh, was here at Spectrum. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like yeah. It, it. Not only are they crap. Like also, your building must have problems. Your area must have problems. And I, I feel like. No idea. What is more universal for for our cohort? than complaining about the internet yeah like i feel i feel like there's nothing more like if you want to do a good bit that people have empathy for just be like hey man comcast am i right and then suddenly everyone's like yeah yeah fuck them fuck them fuck them what's the deal with comcast (laughs) it's it's the new airline just straight up just take seinfeld and just run with it yeah well, I, I, I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and get that that bus that has the poop under the tires to to get back into the into the bus lane because I was I was I was making a, a, a an, an admission that I am enough of a shill for for Gabe N and the Valve Corporation um, for for no oh, yeah, reason yeah they bought the Steam Deck oh for no Joey. reason other than than than, than my own self pity and self hatred. I pre-ordered a Steam Deck. I pre-ordered not just a Steam Deck. I also actually I also pre-ordered the new the new Switch OLED. But I think I talked about that. I, I pre-ordered the new Switch because my Switch is kind of a little Will broken. You pre-order both of them. I know. And also, what is the new Switch? I, I don't know about this. Bigger bigger screen, bigger OLED oh. screen. Oh, big big screen. 
No new, no hardware upgrades on the Switch. No hardware upgrades. It's not going to run your games any faster or better. It's It's just just, a bigger screen. It's a bigger, better screen. No Joy-Con fixes. Like, that's it. And I have a Nintendo Switch that I got on day one because that's a thing that I did. I'm very happy with that decision. I was like, I don't need a new Switch. But then I thought about it, and I realized how much I play my Switch not docked. I think the new Switch is bad for anybody who plays their Switch docked. Full stop. Doesn't matter. Same unit. Going to get the same performance as your current Switch if you're just playing on the couch. I probably play my Switch 75% of the time non-docked. And you know what? My unit, a little derpy. The 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 right Joy-Con doesn't really stay in its home very well because because the slide is a little messed up. The okay. it, 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 it's seen some stuff. The the, the it does the, the charging plug doesn't necessarily click into the USB-C port anymore. Like it's a little loose, like it's been used a little bit too much. Um so I'm like, you know what? I will get a new switch. I will treat myself. I have much less expenses living with my parents, so I can I can afford the three hundred dollars. I can justify this. I can I can be spendthrifty. I can get the switch right. I do that. I place the pre-order, and then the week later, literally a week later, Valve's like, "Hey everybody, guess what we made?" And I looked at it, and I looked at the Steam Deck, and I went shit because i like i like i've been saying my switch consumption is almost entirely portable i like taking it outside and playing games on the hammock i like taking it to the gym and riding riding the bike and playing the switch i i like traveling with it i play it in bed what do you not do that did you just say riding your bike and playing the switch a stationary bike at the gym Oh, like okay. like 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 a, like a stationary cycling machine. I I, I will okay. you know you know I, I I go I go to the gym, which is a thing that I do very recently now, and and I love watching the people around me because there's people on the bike watching their phones. There's there's people who tend to be a little bit older. They're cracking a book open and they're pedaling, and I'm and I'm just sitting there. I'm just sitting there like playing fez, just playing fez and pedaling, and. I I am now the person who brings in their switch with their neon green and pink joy cons to go lift weights. So uh, everyone can envy me. I know I'm super cool. Uh, That's... I'm cool. It's fine. It's it's, it's I, I I will just I'll, I'll admit to it. I'm super super duper rad and cool. The Steam Deck comes out and I'm like, well, my use case really is on the go. And it does play all these games that I can't necessarily play on my Switch because they didn't come out on there. And, like, there's probably going to be a lot of third-party compatibility and, like, software and soft mods for it. Whew. Let me just say, if Dota wasn't my literal job, I would not get the Steam Deck. I think that's a bad idea. I think you should wait for the viewers... You should wait until Valve actually proves that this is a good product that they're going to support and it's going to be super cool and innovative. You should wait for that first. The idea... You should wait for the the 2.0. That's what you should probably wait for. The idea of a super powerful Switch that can run nearly any game that I want to play on the go like a Switch is an idea that I am super into. Super into mm-hmm. super about that. I I am their market for this product. 
However, I suspect that you're right and that there's going to be a lot of flaws. Maybe hardware is not perfect. First generation, no one's really touched it. Maybe doesn't feel good in your hands. Maybe they don't keep supporting it. Maybe they they have hardware issues and they break a lot and there's no way to really like get them repaired or fixed, right? Like there is a bunch of issues that they have not proven themselves about. Like Nintendo if your Switch is busted up, contacting Nintendo customer service, sending sending your unit and getting it fixed is cheap, if not free, and incredibly easy and quick. I cannot imagine that's going to be the case with the Steam Deck. I think there's going to be a lot of like back-end logistical problems that potentially plague this from an infrastructure standpoint. But I'm holding on to the idea that it is just going to be out of the box, indefinitely good, and really fill fill a niche for me. What what other uh, hardware has Valve produced? So they got they they got the Steam Link. Yeah, you know, br- br- bring Steam to your TV. They got the they got the yeah. Steam controller, which is a thing that they stopped making because I don't think people were super into it. I own one. Mm-hmm. I played all of Dark Souls three <laughs> on it. I played all of Dark Souls three on it. I think that some parts uh-huh. are pretty cool. The part where you can, the part, okay, the best part about the Steam controller, not to get on too much of a tangent here, the best part about the Steam controller was the fact that they had basically, um, every game on the Steam library had user generated and like voted on controller configurations. So any game you wanted to play, someone else probably customized the controller to the optimal way to play that game. And you can just import their settings flawlessly, which was great. That feature, super cool, especially because, you know, they, they used like the, uh, the, the touch pads and at the time they had back panels before like Microsoft made those kind of common too. So, so big fan of the software side of it, the hardware side of it. Yeah. Um, they, they helped make the, the Vive with HTC. They made the mm-hmm. index and they're making the, the steam Link. and I guess steam machines were also a thing, but I really am kind of ignorant to how those worked. So I wonder what uh, the wonder if anybody's anybody listening if you have ever had to go through repairing or sending back your um, whatever their VR like one like is. an index not the vibe yeah yeah an index I wonder what that's like it's not like Valve's a big manufacturer so I imagine that process is more annoying than say nintendo who's obviously a massive manufacturer and, i sent my joy cons uh, to get repaired those things out mm-hmm. I, I had joy con drift i i yep. emailed nintendo about my joy con drift they have like a form to do it because it's so prevalent right i i emailed them they gave me a shipping label i sent it in the mail i with shipping i had my joy cons back and fixed in five days wow that's pretty good yeah and be it that the the repair center was about 20 miles from my house so there was a lot of (laughs) there was one ups day on each day right but but that means that they the turnaround Uh time on fixing the joy content who was at the facility was three days that's that's great it's very good um but yeah i uh if you want to go ahead and shame me i i did I, I mean, I guess I didn't buy it, but I did pre-order it. And for anyone who's curious, um, I couldn't quite justify the most expensive one, so I got the medium expensive one. 
I I I, I gold I goldy So it's even worse because they're all expensive. The expensive was like seven hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, and the medium one is how much? Five fifty. Yeah. If you're gonna fucking shell out for for something like that, you might as well go all the way. Well, uh, yeah, you okay? So earlier you said that uh, you've had a lot of people around you being like, ah, "I'm not sure about playing Dota right now. Not really super super incentivized by the battle pass, mm-hmm. same old patch and stuff." Ay two thousand last told me uh, last night. He he said that uh, yeah, I I can't play Dota anymore. This this patch is too boring. I can't I can't do this anymore. He he just doesn't want to play Dota. Because new patch is coming up, and he got if that you know, man doesn't want to play Dota. You know, it's probably a good sign. I don't know if he's a good. I don't know if he's a good barometer anymore, man. He drank that talent Kool Aid. He knows. He knows that he can just coast by play in a couple games a week. Am I right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> so uh, instead, what we did together was pay uh, back for blood. Oh, you heard about that game? I, I did hear about that game. Because... Yeah, you might have heard about my that game from, from me trying to get you to play. Joey. I I went so f- because I thought I signed up both times for, for a uh-huh. beta key. Both cycles. Yeah. I did not get one. And then I was like, oh, fuck, you got a key. Like, I want to play um, at the start of last weekend. And then you're like, oh, all you got to do is buy the game and they'll let you in the beta. And I'm like, oh, I forgot how capitalism works. How can I be so silly? Yeah. Of, cor- of course, if I just give them $60, I can play the game early. Duh. Um, so I did that immediately like i was like i got that message from you i was mm-hmm. on my phone and i bought it from steam mobile downloaded it to my desktop remotely and went tight gonna play some back for blood and then i had a really busy weekend and didn't play at all and i feel bad about it because i wanted to play and i'm pretty sure that you can't play anymore because it was just for the weekend is that correct you cannot uh you have a second chance here there is an open beta coming uh in another three days i think it starts on the 12th it's another like four day deal okay so yeah so you we can, can play uh, you can try so, and play then so, so we can play uh, we will yeah i don't know i'm not sure about using the we word there the we Joey. Wo- i mean i mean what am i gonna the i mean I, I i mean I, I got the game to hang out with my friend and not not because i was gonna go play a call ah, game by myself. you might have you might have missed the boat on that one it's already sailing away bye bye boat um i i'm gonna be going to visit my mom on the 13th. Oh, so. and here I thought we were going to have a spirited conversation because I've actually heard some spicy opinions about Back for Blood, about how uh, they have made it too complicated as an evolution from Left to Dead. Like, there's too many, like, gun mods and add-ons and, and knickknacks and things. No, you disagree. Okay. No. No. It's it's not that complicated. It's really not. They Okay, so here's the deal. Some people then like it because they, they thought, like, I personally look at this and say anybody who's like, oh, I'm a really big Left 4 Dead fan, but this isn't exactly Left 4 Dead. So I don't know if I like it. I, I think you're just dumb and wrong and stuck in the box. Because here's the deal, right? Left 4 Dead was a fantastic game, right? It it shaped, it is one of those, like, whenever people talk about, like, games that, you know, shape their, their childhood or, like, who they are or whatever, like, Left 4 Dead would be one of those for me. Thing is, Left 4 Dead is still an old game. 
right? And in order to attract new people, you need to be able to incorporate elements that of current gaming that are currently hot, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you need to take Left 4 Dead and improve upon it and make it for 2021 Iterate. rather Modernize. than 2012. Yes. So what they did is they added in RPG sort of elements to it where you now have ways to be able to customize um, not just your character has innate perks to it, but then you can also get what are um, in order to also amplify your character in certain ways. And even in some ways, uh, some of the bigger perks will actually take away from other things. Um, and then they do the same thing with the weapon system where you can get attachments for weapons and make your, your weapon more powerful in that regard. And I, I personally think that this not only adds roguelike elements into it, obviously I'm a big fan of that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Being able to change your experience every single time you play the same run, it's different for various different reasons. There are cards that can happen. There are basically augments that can happen to the level, whether it's like, oh, now it's foggy out, or now you're going to get this special kind of enemy or something like that. There are augments for your, your own character, the cards we were talking about. There are augments for your weapon to make it different in some different way. Uh, so it means that every single run that you do is different and unique and and i personally think that is very good for the game and uh, i don't think it overcomplicates the game whatsoever and i do think it stays very true to uh to old left for dead i think it stays very true to does the anything game. carry over uh run to run at all or, or, or is it a uh, flesh fresh slate every time uh yeah things do carry over um if you were to say load on to, you know, like the uh, second chapter of the first act or something like mm -hmm. that, you would start with more copper like you would if you did the first uh, the first chapter. Um, you would also get an extra card in there. So it's going to be it's going to give you some of the bonuses that you would, um, but not quite as good as if you make a, a run straight through. And yeah, all, all of that stuff does build on it. I don't know if the acts per se, because they only have two different acts in the game now. In the alpha, they only had one. Now, in the beta, they have two. Um, I actually didn't notice if it carried over from act to act. Um, okay. That might be a clean, fresh start. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, regret that I was not able to play it, and it's like one of those things that I'm very much looking forward to. I, I also, like, part of me is okay not playing it because, like, my, my FOMO about it is purely not playing with my friends. I know that the game will get released and have a version and I'm going to play and I'm going to play with my friends and, like, we're going to have a good time. I have complete faith that I am going, that my $60, even if I do not touch the beta, will be something that I would have spent and enjoyed anyways. Like, I'm, I'm pretty steadfast in that, so I'm not too worried or concerned. Any any yeah. FOMO that I have is like, oh man, I, I paid money for this thing and then didn't have the time to do it. Womp womp. Yes, and you didn't have the time to do it in part because you went to a wedding? You know, I'm going to be honest. When I started the uh, the recording and I'm like, oh man, what are we going to talk about? Huh? Do -do -do -do. I, I forgot that I went to a wedding on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went to a wedding. Good thing I told you about that so you could remind me. Man, okay. Uh -huh. Here. Here. Hear me up. Hear me up. Okay. So I went to a wedding. 
I think I mentioned this a couple of times. My family is relatively small. My my dad doesn't have any family really that's alive. My every all my family's from my mom's side. My mom's side of the family is pretty small. This is this isn't like my cousin's wedding or my sister's wedding or like anybody who's close by. This is my extend an extended family wedding, but because my family is so small, uh I we are kind of close with the extended family. So my grandma's cousin's daughter got married. So, if you want a little lesson about about familial <sighs> stuff, her and I, the first ancestor that we share is a great great grandparent. Which means that we are third cousins. Okay. And then we are once removed because I am a layer down on the family tree because this cousin would be at my mom's age because she's like she's cousins with my mom but I am younger so so this is a wedding for a third cousin once removed um which I'm glad that I figured out how that system worked this has been something that has been put off for uh they they were supposed to get married like at the beginning of COVID so this is like an 18 month push on a wedding and I feel horrible for them because uh the even though that it was pushed three different times over the course of, of the pandemic, uh, there's still a lot of people who couldn't come because stuff has once again gotten bad, like as recently as the last two weeks for a lot of people traveling. Like one of her one of her bridesmaids, who was like her co-maid of honor, couldn't come. A, a bunch of people just didn't want to for a bunch of reasons, right? Um, so that means they had extra food which is great for me because uh, i get to have like an entree and a half um anywho that's not what i was important i guess but uh the, the wedding finally happens and the wedding happened in beautiful burbank california uh at an equestrian center because my cousin uh, that's a horse place correct equestrian fun fact about equestrian uh my parents used to refer to the pornographic channels as the equestrian channels because they didn't want to say porn and have us look up what porn was um so instead (laughs) yeah and they they just figured if you ever figured out what equestrian means you just wouldn't be interested because who cares about horses yeah i don't know why all the horse channels have passwords on them um (laughs) yeah so i mean sometimes my parents are smart about stuff um the 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 thing is that you to see that horse dick <laughs> stop the 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 wedding is an equestrian center which i realized as soon as i strolled up and in the car because the sign said equestrian center and i looked at my mom because uh, we because we went there together and i'm like I feel like you failed to to tell me that we were at an equestrian center. And then she looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah, that's going to be a problem, isn't it? Because, fun Joey fact, if you had to rank all of my allergies, all of the stuff that makes me incredibly, my body just not happy. At the top is peanuts because it can probably kill me. Right below peanuts not deadly but like incredibly insufferable horses really horses i 
have a big horse allergy. It's worse than cats, which I described. <laughs> I've as never allergic. heard of that before, dude. It, it's a real thing. I, I promise it is a real thing. Um, horse allergies. Yep. I actually. Wow. I didn't have a horse allergy until uh, post puberty because sometimes your allergies change like when your body does. And for some reason I developed an allergy to horses and it's pretty bad. Uh, same with peanuts. I wasn't allergic to peanuts when I was younger. Um, I just never liked them. My, I was around horses when I was younger because my, my grandparents had horses because my grandfather raced horses. He, he, my grandfather was a chariot racer. He would, he would, he would sit behind the horses and, 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 and do the cart racing. Really? Which okay. is wild because he's also like six foot seven, and I'm pretty sure that's a small man sport. But um, <laughs> so like, there's pictures of me like with horses, and I was young. There's horses in the backyard of my grandparents' house, like it, like it was totally normalized. But we roll up to this equestrian center, and I just go, "Oh my god, you've got to be shitting me!" And then I look around the car and see how much allergy medication I can swallow because I know that I'm going to have a not fun time because the wedding is like outside and it's by the stables. So there's just like horse smell and horse existence everywhere. And when you have an allergy to something, whether it be like lavender or cats or, you know, what have you, generally you're kind of hyper aware when that stuff is around because you're sensitive to it. You know, your nose gets stuffy, throat gets scratchy. You kind of like have a sixth sense for it. And I was I was not having a good time. I was not I was not having a good time during during the vows uh, because they were outside. Luckily, the reception, I can't believe you stayed. I I I couldn't have left, and it wasn't that bad enough to where I seriously had to consider leaving for like medical reasons. But like I was. I was like, like my eyes were red. Uh, my my throat was scratchy. I was just nonstop, just drinking water because I'm like, this this will get me through it. Which meant that I was going to the bathroom a lot, um, which isn't important to the story. But now you know. Um, I I made it through the vows. We get to the reception. There's a cocktail hour outside. We're about to we're about to go in and eat. And uh, you know, I'm I'm having a relatively good time. I don't know a ton of people there. It's a relatively big wedding, but. Um, the, the the part about this that so 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 I had the allergies which were a physical dis uh dis disability, and then I had this mental disability because again I know I've complained about this a couple times I have family members who refuse to get vaccinated. Oh yeah. Who were at the wedding, namely my grandparents among among others right, and they are just around a hundred people inside no masks delta definitely a thing in los angeles right now not as bad as florida but like also not great so i have residual anxiety from the wedding which i'm going to continue to have for like a week and change just sitting here crossing my fingers that no one dies <laughs> or gets sick um i can't believe you stayed <laughs> <laughs> right i, I would have left immediately I would have been like, uh, you guys host the wedding in an area that is inhospitable to me. I, uh, <laughs> I love you. I hope the wedding's fantastic. Uh, Mom, I'll come pick you up in two hours. You know, how how long were you there for the wedding? The back half of the I got there at four and we left at eleven, so we was there for seven hours. Ugh. The first. Jesus. The first three were the worst. Once we were inside in like a room that had like air conditioning and like some air filtration, I was okay. 
inside. Also, the allergy medication kicked in. Also, I took so much allergy medication, it felt like I was on some kind of drugs, literally, because I guess I was, <laughs> because everything was just like a little bit sleepy and a little bit hazy. Um, so that was fun. I, I mean, had some fun dancing, uh, had had a nice dinner, uh, saw some people I don't normally get to see. The I I, I got to I I had a, I had a fun outfit. Had a fun outfit. I was wearing uh, like a like a emerald green and black kind of uh, checkered pattern. Not checkered. Um, what what what, what do you call that? Uh, like 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 flannel esque. It was like a flannelly pattern, but it wasn't a flannel. It was like oh, a dress like shirt. Plaid. Yes, plaid. Play was plaid. It was plaid adjacent. Um, with, with with some matching emerald vans and like some nice black pants and a black tie like i i was looking sharp so i couldn't leave because it was like one of the days i decided to dress up right um but everything was fine i'm still worried that people are gonna die i'm legit like i know that i'm saying that like half is a joke but i'm legitimately worried that people are gonna get sick because going and being unvaccinated is incredibly irresponsible and my family is so stupid can I ask a super inappropriate question? Yeah. I I do not have any experience with big families. Mm-hmm. So my my experience with my family is grandma, cousins. That's that's pretty much it. Aunt, uncle. That that is as far as my family goes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I I don't experience the whole second removed, third cousin, whatever the fuck. You said great, great, great grandfather is the last two, familial two connection. Two greats. Great, two greats. great grandfather. So my grandmother's uh, g- 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 grandma. Uh, at, at, at what point, how, how removed do you need to be for that not to be considered incest anymore? Out of curiosity. I think, I think that's all I've been thinking about ever since you talked about this. I was like, that's really far removed. Well, I mean, we definitely share. What's that? Like a 16th of DNA from like a common ancestor. Mm. Right. Mm. So I would Mm -hmm. say that that's, that's, that's not removed enough. I I, I know nothing about the science, but I'm just going to make an assumption here that you have to be at least one more layer of removed. (laughs) You need to be 32 no, units of DNA there. out. Preferably 64. I... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think... And I could be wrong about this, so I even hesitate saying it. I actually think that, that, that stuff like that is governed by state laws. And, like, while there might be guidance on it, that technically it's, like, not really a crime or problematic, and it's different from where you are. I should be live fact-checking that because it's probably interesting, but like I'm pretty sure that it is different depending on where you are, what does and does not count as incest. I was just curious because I was like, so when you're like, you're close and you're like grow up together, I was like, do you, is, there, is there any like... No. No. Okay. I'm pretty sure, sh- I mean, <laughs> I'm speaking to my own personal it's like experience. a conversation for sure. I'm speaking to my personal. I'm sure there is one person listening to that to, to this right now who's thinking to themselves like, "Yeah, I had a crush on my third cousin when yeah, I was." I remember I, my third cousin. She was banging. <laughs> yeah, 
I I can assure you that someone is having that thought right now, and it's okay. You don't need to be embarrassed <laughs> by that. Uh, hopefully, you didn't have kids. Um. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's why I wasn't playing Back for Blood because I had to go to a family gathering, which was. Do you know there are some places that have a sterility requirement to marry your cousin? But like you can first marry your cousin? cousin, but you gotta be sterile first. Like a first cousin? Yes, a first cousin. You some share, places allow you to marry your cousin. You share way too much DNA at that. Like you have the same grandparents. That's <laughs> that's not kosher. Arizona says first cousin marriage is allowed only if both. It's actually a lot of states. Only if both parties are are sixty five or older, or one is infertile. Or, <laughs> or, you know, you get the sniff sip and uh, cousin Betty turns into wife Betty real quick. Oh no! <laughs> what? Okay, so like, it, okay, so so here we go. It's very easy to make fun of this. Uh-huh. What is the practicality of why a law like this would exist? Like why? Who is this for? Like, how many people are taking advantage of this? What is... Why does it exist? Why does it exist? Why, why why do we have bans on on first cousin marriages to prevent inbreeding? Oh, yes, yes, we do. But, right. like, 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 why... Why do we allow it? Because people want to do it. <laughs> That's why. It's really that humans simple. Humans are fucked it's up just... creatures. Yeah, there, there's people who want to do it. God damn, that's my right. And so you have to decide at what point do you criminalize that action, and you you got to be really tight with it, you know, because uh, you know somebody wants to marry their third cousin. There's probably not a ton of harm in that. It's a little weird, but. You can get proof of genetic counseling from a genetic counselor. For first cousin marriage is allowed in Maine if you if you go through a genetic counselor. Which is just a professional test saying, "Hey, you if you have kids, they're going to be not healthy." Yeah, I'm confused that they're first cousins like how can that be is there some way that that's okay if you go through you break down the genes weird anyway that's that's what i was thinking about the entire time was third cousin i was like that's pretty far apart i was like at what point do you stop being family well now i know that i can just title the show incest questions uh, yeah incest musicals. also apparently uh only five percent of people with allergies have horse allergies so you're very lucky I am so excited to be me. I, you know, I say it often. If I was born a hundred years ago, I'd be fucking dead. I would just, yeah. I would just, I would, I would just, I would just be. Yeah, dead. just imagine you were living in in a city in the 1800s, no automobiles, and everyone's just uh, riding horses around. So much so that the the horse shit builds up in the streets. And then I can either die of dead. cholera or mm-hmm. horses. <laughs> yeah. Matt. Exactly. Um that's all that's all I have, Cap. Well, that's uh that's about all I have too, because uh I'm playing Dota mostly just to try and play Pudge. Um I'm gonna play some Dota again 
because Back for Blood, I can no longer play that, but I was very much enjoying my time uh, doing that. I'm still playing RimWorld. Um, is, and is, is your cult okay? I'm going to be doing ESL One Fall. No, I've had to restart it a couple times, a number of times. Again, I, I play in a very hard mode, so I'm, I'm fully prepared that I will have to restart many, many times. But for me, anyway, that is, I enjoy that aspect. I enjoy the survival aspect. Uh, of the game most of all but uh yeah ESL one falls coming up i'm not gonna be you know what the you know what the uh the the theme of ESL one fall is is it autumn no there's an actual theme to it uh it is boot camp because everybody's boot camping for ti so they took that ran with it okay boot camp boy scouts military whatever and uh i think they didn't even bring me there they've got an entire theme about boot camp and they didn't bring the one person who literally went to boot camp what the hell this is this this is bad creative yeah this is bad creative (laughs) i heard that i was just like because i wasn't i wasn't that miffed I was like, well, that's a little concerning that they don't want me in studio and they're bringing other people from the U.S. in studio. And I was like, but do I really care that much? Like, I'm working remote. I don't have to travel during Corona, during the Delta variant coming out and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's not that big of a deal. Uh, I'm cool with this. <laughs> but then I see the theme is boot camp. And I was like, what? You have a literal right. Marine. <laughs> in 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 your ranks like literally went through the marine corps guys like <laughs> maybe that's why they didn't want you like, there okay, because whatever they, they were worried about whatever kind of ptsd they were going to trigger so they're like ah you know uh, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe it's maybe. for your safety or maybe they didn't want to lean too much into the military aspect of boot camp right because apparently they're i'm really spoiling things now apparently they're they're a lead hero so okay so if you had to choose your your theme is boot camp what hero do you choose oh oh i i need a second to think about this oh man i i so uh... so they're the heroes that immediately come to mind for me anyway sniper right he literally has a gun there's that's a little too like a little too real though um, there is Dragonite, who's like he's kind of a badass sort of like military type character. Legion uh, Commander. I don't think there's Legion Commander is is like yeah, she's straight up general of an army. Oh, it's right? it's not her. It's not her. Oh my god. I, okay, hold on, hold on. I can't think of a better one than that. Um, maybe there's a better one that I'm not thinking of. There uh, isn't. That is the Legion Commander is definitely the best one to fit the theme for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, hopefully they didn't do something um, too stupid. Like they're not gonna, like you're not gonna tell me that they did like Venomancer, right? Yeah, it's, it's nothing that's like uh, agreed. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like uh, I'm looking at Doom. He probably leads an army. Uh, Mars Kunkha, also. Kunkka is in the navy. Kunkka's in the navy. That's mm, mm, Mars right could have made sense, you know. Mars. True, true. Mars. It's not even Mars. It's none of those. It's none of those. Keep going. I mean, at this point, like I, I'm, I'm struggling to justify heroes. Um, you could do it's... like Drown or Beastmaster for more like Boy Scout type deals, you know, like that sort of deal. But uh, I feel like that's that's still a bit of a stretch. Is it something like Crystal Maiden? 
No. Um, Pango? Are you ready for it? I don't think you're going to get it. It's Gyrocopter. Oh, I was gonna say that was gonna be one of the ones I was gonna say. I yeah. so so what I fuck I hate when this happens because now it looks like I'm lying. <laughs> and it looks like I'm lying. What I was going to say is I was going to say, ah, what about Gyrocopter? Oh, probably not him. I think they used him for ESL One Los Angeles as like the main hero. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. They so did. does does someone in their art yeah. just have like a big Gyrocopter boner? Uh, I think they they looked uh so what. They literally wrote in the email. Boy, I'm really just throwing all kinds of private information around. They wrote in the email. It was like, um, Gyrocopter, you know, like military-esque, but he's kooky and fun, you know, because we don't want to go like too serious into like boot camp military like type shit, you know, (laughs) which makes sense for a video game broadcast. You don't want the boot camp theme to get like too real. Then don't, don't, uh, don't use the boot camp theme in the first place. (laughs) If if I well, I'm, you know, somebody got stuck in somebody's head. You know, all these teams are boot camping, boot camp, boot camp, boot camp, and they couldn't. They're like, no, we got to do it. That's got to be the theme. If if you wanted, like, I can think of better people. Like, you could have used Marana and like had something that's like relative to the anime, right? Like, you could have used Luna for the exact Luna, same reason, yeah. right? And like, kind of like yeah, maybe have, like yeah. a light anime tie-in. You could have. I could have seen a world where you could have made Clockwork fit that role. Um, Kiro's super yeah. versatile, right? Like, okay, don't choose Sniper, he has a gun. Maybe don't choose Legion, it's two on the nose. But if I'm in that creative room, I am almost certainly pushing for Legion Commander. I yeah. don't think by yeah. doing that... Yeah. I mean, she tasteless. she's like literally fits the drill instructor vibe, right? Yeah. Of like the way she's talking. She, you can have bits on that with her being the drill instructor, the talent being the recruits and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they went with old kooky gyrocopter. Oh. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Well. So that is, um, that's it. Uh, I don't know. Next week we should probably have a guest because uh, it's going to be another week of, uh, plus I'll probably be at we... my mom's. I'm going to yeah, be at the, sh- yeah. We should just, we should just not. You're going to be at your, enjoy your time with your moms. We'll just tell people right now to explain. I'm, I'm going to bring a laptop. Believe me. I like, I, when we do these sort of visits, we don't like, like, like dedicated hangout time, 12 hours a day, all day. Like Ellie and I are going to be oh, like, uh, just chilling. My mom's got that very nice place on the river. There's places by the river. You can hike around and stuff like that. We're going there for like chill out, just vibe, hang out sort of deal. Uh, we're not going to be doing activities and stuff. So I'm going to bring the laptop. We could still do it if you want. We'll call, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give a potential. I'm going to ask my mom to be on the podcast. I'm going to, oh God, I, the, the, <laughs> the self-restraint I would have to have to not <laughs> ask her about her taste in, in literary novels. Would oh be, no. Would be, I, I like, I promise, like I would have, I would struggle so hard. Um, I'll I'll, I'll I'll say a soft maybe just so, just so that we temper people's expectations in case you're having a good time. We don't actually record yeah actually something. let's not do that. I I don't even I, I bet it just wouldn't be entertaining to be honest. Yes, and also the idea of having to reciprocate and have my mother talk to you uh, is worse. <laughs> I'm great with parents. Yeah, I know you are. Um, yeah, 
Anywho, um, every- I, Ellie's parents love me, and they don't even. I don't even speak Romanian, and they don't speak English. So you know, that's how you know. I just put on good vibes. Yeah, they're know? like, yeah, green card. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably offensive. Jesus. I don't know how many to cut yeah, that. Yeah, probably offensive. Oh, God, yeah, I'm just gonna, a little bit. Just gonna cut the show. <laughs>